Hey everyone, this is Mike Andy. You're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast, and today we're doing episode 77. And we're going to do another Q&A session, but before we get started, I wanted to read the latest review that we got on the podcast, and so if you go ahead and leave your review on iTunes, I will be able to read that for everyone out there. So this is kind of like our fan mail. I'm going to do this from now on. If you leave a review, I'll make sure I uh, read it out to everyone. So uh, <clears throat> someone by the nickname of Javi Oi wrote in and said, so simple, so informative, so great. I love this podcast. Mike Andy does a great job on making big dreams seem like reality. If you want to get a bit, a small business advice or any advice for that matter, take a listen and let Mike teach you the ways. Very educated advice and the best part about it is that you don't have to listen to the podcast for three to four hours straight. Mike gets straight to the point and gives useful information in about 25 minutes or less. So thanks so much uh, to Javi Oi. And if you would like to leave a, a rating or review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It's, it kind of gets the message out to everyone. And as you know, I don't sell anything or make money, but uh, the more and more people that listen to the podcast and benefit from it, it just encourages me to produce more content and uh, dedicate more time to the audience. So I uh, appreciate all of you that are doing that. Now today, we're going to do a Q&A. A question came in. It's a little bit lengthy, so I might try to uh, kind of summarize it, but it was kind of a unique one. And I, I guess I knew this industry existed, but I hadn't ever heard from someone directly. So pretty cool stuff. Um, someone by the name of Nick uh, emailed, and he uh, is kind of wondering. Okay, so he talks about says he enjoys the podcast. All that. He's, okay, so he's a co-owner and member of a, a company called Chigger Creek Wood Products in Columbia, Montana, and that's Chigger is C H I G G E R. And what they do is they create their wholesaler of barbecue smoking woods, and they offer chips, chunks, logs, and lump charcoal. Now, right now. They have a lot of customers in grocery stores, hardware sales, such as Ace Hardware. So they've got some pretty good retail channels that they're selling the product in right now. Uh, but he's saying that he, they're not currently selling online very much because they're focused on their uh, current business that they have in their local market and in these retail stores. Uh, but he feels that they're missing out on a huge audience of customers that would like the products uh, sent right to their door. So... Um, He's saying, as a wholesaler, I feel we would be competing against our retailers and causing a conflict of interest if we sold or advertised on our own website to an online audience. Uh, I have considered starting a side business that sells exclusively online and our brand doing it. Uh, it he's trying to do it himself, essentially. All right, so um, <clears throat> here's the deal. <clears throat> first off, uh, I looked at your website, uh, Nick, and the first thing that I saw is your URL. Um, ties you down to Montana, so where where you are right now, because it's Chigger Creek Products Mo dot com. So if I was to order these chips right off the bat, I don't know if uh, if you actually do ship them across the country, or if you're only in Montana, or can, can I only order them in Montana? Uh, so I don't know just because of your URL. So that's kind of like the first thing I noticed uh, but f the next thing I noticed is that you surely do not do anything online right now uh, it's funny because your your site is actually set up for it and you have a store set up but when it comes to prices it just says X dollars XX cents so you can't actually buy anything when if you click on it and there's it looks like it's not set up for the shopping cart because there's nothing to actually click <clears throat> so 
Uh, first of all, though, you have you you're definitely right when you say you want to ship this stuff across the country, uh, because right now I'm looking at your chip bags. The, so remember, just for everyone out there, these are wooden chips uh, that are flavored so that when you smoke, uh, you know your meats and things, it kind of gives the meat a really cool taste and texture, uh, and so that this is pretty cool stuff. Now, what's cool though is these chip bags that they sell are only two pounds, and probably wouldn't cost a whole lot to ship around the country and this isn't the kind of stuff you can get you know from you know your local you know corner store so it's definitely a great product that you can market online and obviously I think the big thing here is your SEO you need to basically dominate barbecue wood chips uh, so create articles create YouTube videos and link them back to your website and just make your online presence huge so that you're on the first page of Google and Amazon which is another big one uh, that you want to be selling these on and so here's the deal when, you, when you're talking about retailers and then you're talking about you know wholesaling the product yourself so if you're a wholesaler a distributor and you sell it to retailers you then sell it to any consumers but then you're wondering well should I you know start a website and sell these you know I'll make more money because I don't have to pay the retailer to sell the product so here's the deal most retailers don't mind you selling the product online what they're worried about is that you undercut them okay so if I sell um, these chips for say ten dollars to a retailer and then they sell it for to the end consumer for twenty they don't want me going on my website and selling the product for fifteen because now they're five dollars more expensive than what's online so a lot of people what the mistake they'll made make is they will undercut their retailers and say well I'm actually making more profit than I would if I was selling to um, a, a you know a regular retailer and um, so you know it's a win they think it's a win for them however when you have other channels of distribution you gotta remember that you can't undercut the ones that are are already established so if you have retailers and then you have a distribution network and then you have um, you know, an online thing and then you have direct consumer stuff or um, some sort of affiliate marketing you gotta make sure that your end price is pretty um, is uniform otherwise you're gonna start making one of those channels that are disadvantaged you're gonna make them uh, feel kind of like they've been robbed and so you, they might back out of a deal with you or try to undercut um, or, or lower your prices so this is something to definitely be aware of now what's cool is if you're selling this product at retail prices online your margins are even better and so what you can do is now offer free shipping um, and make it even more accessible for people so essentially it'll make it more convenient people don't have to go to a store yet you're not undercutting people on the price uh, sorry you're not undercutting your retailers on the price so that when uh, you know you go back to them and they want to reorder for the next quarter they don't say hey well I saw that on your website for less and so it, it can make them definitely unhappy I know a big you know retailers Amazon and they make sure they really watch this sort of stuff like if you sell to them at a higher price than what's on your website they they don't like it at all but I think this product is geared for Amazon like you have a huge amount of shoppers already on Amazon I think if you can get the search engine optimization and really optimize it for Amazon this can be a big seller um, 
in the Amazon Amazon uh, retail store. So like uh, online store. So, but and so a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm gonna have to do shipping, and they, you know, these aren't like small. These aren't can't fit into like a letter sized you know uh, envelope. But the thing is, you gotta remember that you don't have to the markup of the retailer, which is usually like double the cost that you sell it to them that's not there anymore that that cost isn't there so you can kind of eat away at your uh what would typically go to a retailer you can spend in shipping so that's kind of my my two cents worth on it and i think the big takeaway from this is don't undercut a, a current a channel that you already have and so if you have a retail distribution make sure that your online distribution doesn't cut them out in price and um, and there's a problem when people start to grow and they find different distribution channels and uh, ways of selling their product. They forget that they kind of got to satisfy the needs and the requirements of all their channels, especially the ones that have already been established. So you don't want to take someone that you've had a great relationship with, whether it be retailers or distributors or some sort of channel that you're getting your product out, and all of a sudden end that relationship by undercutting them. So just something to keep in mind. Now the last thing I want to talk about on the show today is something we've been talking about in our marketing class and as most of you know I'm just finishing up my MBA in the evenings and so we've been talking about marketing and I know I guess I've known this for a long time but it kind of has become really real and I'm starting to use it in my business so I want to talk to you about it and there's some cool stuff in the next couple episodes I'm going to share with you that we've been going over in our marketing class and I think it's going to really help small business owners and as far as my MBA is concerned like I guess for a small business owner or people who own their own business an MBA it's all kind of more about the people you meet it's not so much about what you learn like a lot of it is stuff for corporate or management but like you know the management stuff is good and then also like the marketing though it can really be applied if you have a good professor it can be really applied to small business ownership and so I don't know what like my you know my fellow peers and other people in the class what they get out of marketing but like I know for the small business owners and entrepreneurs in the class that's kind of like the one subject that we really mine the most information from so one thing I want to talk about today and I'm, I'm sure most everyone has thought about this in some way shape or form when they're doing their marketing and advertising and spending their uh, advertising budget but there's three different so there's thing in marketing called positioning and like targeting and positioning right the targeting is kind of like your demographic like who who's your target audience you know what's their age uh, where do they live you know what do, what are the kind of things they do and then positioning is like where do you where do you position your brand in the marketplace so like compared to other brands different companies your competitors um, where do you position yourself so are you like on the high you know high quality um, luxury kind of end or are you kind of like low low price discount kind of brand and so th that sort of thing but there's all sorts of ways to position and different uh, not just cost positioning but um there's three things I want to uh, kind of go over and when you're when you're talking about um, you know, getting new clients, a lot of, or getting more customers, getting more sales, getting more click throughs on your site, whatever it might be. There's three different categories that every single account person falls into that when they encounter your website, a, their current clients of another, of, of a, of a competitor. So that's the first category, their current client of a competitor. The second one is their past client of a competitor. 
And then the, net, the the third one is they've never bought in your category. So they've never bought from you or your competitor. So these are people that aren't currently your client and you're wanting to make them your customer. And so for like our business, you know, lawn care landscaping, we I, I kind of started using this. And what we did is we, we made separate advertisements geared towards these three categories, okay? Because I'm not going to advertise to someone that's never had a lawn care and landscaping. I'm not going to advertise to them in the same way that I would to people who are currently clients of another lawn care and landscape, landscaping service, okay? So regardless of your industry, this is a, applicable, but I'm going to use my industry as an example, okay? So you have Number one, current clients of competitors. So how are you going to advertise to these people? Um, because there's going to be a segment of them that might not be fully satisfied with their service or product or whatever, um, or the company that you're, your competitor, that they might not be fully satisfied. So you might be able to use your marketing to kind of tap into that. Ask something like on your, on your advertising, like, uh, are you satisfied with your current service? Or are you tired of having um, sloppy... Um, service or whatever it is, whatever it is, um, you're going to market it to a different, a different way to current clients of your competitors. Then you got the second, um, the second group, this past clients of your co competitors. Okay. Now this is a group that's like money because they've already kind of identified themselves as users of your industry or users of your product or service. So for me, if I, if I was able to identify who was the past clients of competitors, I would know that number one, they probably need lawn care and landscaping services. So I've, pro I've already, um, they've, they've already identified themselves as a prospect, uh, just by the fact that they were using a service in my industry, lawn care and landscaping. And so, but then they also further qualify themselves to be marketed to because they stopped using my competitor. So there was obviously something they didn't like, whether it be price or the service or the product or whatever it is, that for some reason they stopped, okay? But they did qualify themselves as a customer because they used the product or service. And so that's a, the second group. Now the third group is usually the largest group. And a lot of people forget about this group of people when they market. Because you remember, you gotta market to all three of these classes completely differently. Because like that second group, the past client of your competitors, you've gotta market to them in a way that, like they've probably lost trust in your industry or somehow something's gone wrong with your competitor and so you gotta kinda of win them back. You know, you've gotta prove through your marketing that you're not gonna be like the, your competitor and that you're gonna be better, you're gonna make a better product or have better service, a better price, whatever it is, you've gotta uh, um, convince them of that. So that's that second group. You're gonna, it's totally different than the first group. Uh, you got a it's a totally different marketing strategy. Then that third group that have never bought into your category. So these are people who have never used lawn care and landscaping. And these are typically in my market going to be people that are approaching retirement or approaching the age that they feel that they're not able to, whether it be time constraints or uh, health uh, issues, they aren't able to do their lawn care or landscaping. So that's kind of this, this third group uh, that have never bought into my category. And that's kind of like that age group that I just mentioned. That's kind of like the cream of this this group. There are, of course, you know, the 30 and 40 year olds, but they're more likely to do 
uh, their lawn themselves. And so people have never bought into this category, but you've got to market this totally differently. Because if I market to that third group that have never bought, bought into the category, I'm going to ask questions like, do you wish you had your weekends back? And, um, you know, are you tired of spending the evenings trimming your trees? Or uh, uh, are, are you so are you too busy to, uh, you know, watch your lawn or something like that, whatever it is, or, you know, dreading the spring cleanup? Now, if I ask that to someone who is a current client of my competitor, that group number one, it's not going to be as effective because they don't have to worry about that right now. They they might be a satisfied customer of um, my competitor. So you got to think of your marketing in those three different categories. And, and it, I think really each and every category has... Uh, potential to get you a lot of clients and a lot of um, uh, new sales you just got to make sure that your marketing is targeted to one category I think a lot of people try to hit all three with like a mailer or like an email but it's not as effective because people when they start looking through an email and things don't apply to them um, like we were talking about uh, where like someone you're asking about you're really targeting to a new cat, someone who's never been in the category, but then you know this the person that's getting your email or mailer actually is using your uh, the service of your competitor in your industry. You know if they read something that's not applicable to them, read it or they see it or they hear it, um, whatever it might be, they kind of tune you out because they think it's not applicable to them. So if you can get really targeted on your positioning, <laughs> uh, targeting and positioning, if you can really focus on that, and so like one mailer like for what we're going to do this year is when we send out our first mailer, it's going to be to people who are currently clients of our competitors. So we're going to market it very differently. Then our second, like the week after we're going to do another one to the same, you know, you know, 15,000 people on people. We're going to target to people that are, have been past clients of our competitors. So people who might have tried it, uh, identified themselves as needing the service however they weren't satisfied or some for some reason they quit the service uh, and then the third group we're gonna the largest group really and the most lucrative if you can break into this is that third group that have never bought into the category so that's what I wanted uh, you all to kind of think about today and really think about which category is your marketing trying to reach because if you can't answer that question or if you think you're reaching all three you're too broad and you need to get more focused so that's all I wanted to share with you today on the business boot camp podcast uh, we are pretty busy with uh, the business that I'm doing right now not only as most of you know I'm writing the book and a lot of editing and stuff like that is going on and looking forward to uh, get sending that out to the street team uh, here in a few weeks however um, with our business we just acquired one of our competitors which is really exciting and uh, and we're gonna be busy so we got some more staff and we're, we're moving things along and last year our you know our, our revenue jumped like eight or nine times uh, and so year over year so this year if we want to sustain that growth it's gonna be tough to do it organically so we're kind of, we've bought we bought another company last September as most of, if you've been following uh, we bought another company in September and then we just finished uh, yesterday no sorry Friday yeah no it was like a few days ago whatever um, today's Monday so yeah a few days ago we were able to get things wrapped up and uh, acquire another company so it's, it, things are going good here and I hope that as we grow our company that I can share with all of you a little information on how to start, grow, or save your business. So this is Mike Andes. You're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast, episode 77, and I'm signing off.